Welcome to a Prevent Connect podcast, where we explore the prevention of violence against women. This is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault. Hello, this is Ashley Meyer with Prevent Connect, and today I have a wonderful guest, Erin McKell from Ohio University. Erin's an online activist and feminist blogger. Hi, Erin. Hi, Ashley. Erin, it's great to have you here. And, you know, Erin, today we're going to talk about online activism, particularly as it's related to sexual violence prevention. And you and I have talked about there's kind of this idea out there, kind of a judgment of folks who do online activism. Yeah, there's definitely this stereotype or idea that people who are online activists are lazy or that they kind of are taking the easy way out or that they're slacktivists. That's the word that a lot of people use. And it really bothers me because it really delegitimizes all of the powerful work that's happening in sexual violence prevention and beyond that on the Internet. And there's been many incredible campaigns that have come out of using the Internet as an activist tool. Absolutely. And Erin, I know you've been involved in a lot of campaigns. So why don't you tell us more about some of the work that you've done around this and in this format? Sure. So I started and now am the leader of a campaign called I Will End Sexual Violence that is run through Tumblr. And our campaign seeks to engage young people specifically on the issue of sexual violence and getting them to engage in prevention work, as well as just being aware of how large of an issue sexual violence is, especially for young people, since they're very disproportionately affected by sexual violence. And there's not a whole lot of places or organizations that are really specifically targeting young people and engaging them in prevention work. So we just actually ended our campaign for Sexual Assault Awareness Month, which was in April, and we released a series of five different memes that all centered around prevention of sexual violence in some way. One of them connected gender norms to sexual violence. Another one talked about the importance of bystander intervention. So they all kind of had a little bit of a different theme, and we worked on really pushing them out on social media all month. So that's an example of one thing. And I've been involved with a lot of different blogging ventures and organizations. For a while, I was a blogging correspondent for Stop Street Harassment, which is an organization, the name sort of gives it away, that's working to end harassment on the streets. And I've done a lot of work really online. And it's really where I found sort of my niche and it's where I feel the most engaged and it's really something that works for me and I think a lot of young people especially because we've sort of grown up on the internet and that's sort of where we've had even a lot of our first like social experiences that it's really a great tool to use to engage with people from all over the world and from all different walks of life. Right. I think it breaks down a lot of barriers to do our work online. And, of course, there are always issues with it. But one of the things that I say commonly is that, you know, we focus so much on what could be problematic about doing this work and talking about these issues online, but we don't really talk about the good stuff. We don't really talk about how the online world and tools can really further our work and really help us achieve the goals that we're looking for when we're trying to prevent sexual violence. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point because especially with looking at intersectionality, it's really hard with the more traditional models to engage people who are marginalized, who are already disadvantaged, or who are part of marginalized communities who haven't been really invited to a lot of these conversations. And so I think that the Internet is a really great way because it sort of equalizes everyone's voice and it's amazing to be able to really engage with everyone and break down those barriers, like you said, that often exist in more traditional models of organization. Right. And, you know, I'm wondering, maybe it's that we can reframe the conversation from doing your work online and online activism is lazy to, you know, it's a way to really acknowledge where a big chunk of our audience is today. Yeah, absolutely, because people really are online. That's where people are. That's where they're doing their work. That's how they're engaging with people. That's how they're even finding people to go on dates with. So I think reframing that towards looking at how we can really meet people where they're at, which I think all great activism and all great social movements come from, is really meeting people where they're at, could really be a game changer in preventing sexual violence because people really are doing everything online and it's really not about being lazy. It's just a different tool and a different way to communicate and engage with the world. Right. So, Erin, what advice do you have, since you've been doing this work, for folks who want to do online activism, particularly around sexual violence and preventing it? Well, I think the first thing I would say is that you need to get active on social media. Most people have social media accounts. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but it, the question is, is how are you using the tools? Because you can just use them to connect with friends, to, you know, look at things that celebrities are doing, which most people probably do, but you can also use them as an activist tool. Even if you yourself aren't an activist or aren't really even super engaged in sexual violence prevention work, but even something really simple like signing a petition or tweeting out a really interesting article or engaging in a Facebook conversation about something in the news that has to do with sexual violence can really change the tone of your social media profiles and it can really start to kind of plant those seeds and getting people to think more about sexual violence prevention and getting people to start asking questions. You know, you never really know what small actions that you can take and how really those can sometimes make the biggest difference for people. So I think really getting active on your social media and kind of purposefully putting out things that have to do with sexual violence prevention or looking at how sexual assault is framed in the media or there's a million other ways that you could kind of frame that conversation. And secondly, I would say if you're really interested in maybe getting more active, online specifically, you could look to join a blog or start a blog or join an organization that is taking on bloggers or has their own blog. Like I said, I blogged for South Street Harassment for a while. There's lots of organizations like that that are looking for bloggers and for people to write about this kind of stuff for their website. And even, you know, if you want to just start your own blog and even something like Tumblr, Tumblr is a really great space and there's a huge feminist community on Tumblr and 
And so that's something that is really easy. It's not as hard as people think, but that can really get you engaged with sexual violence prevention work. And I guess lastly, I would say to kind of figure out your niche online and figure out, like, what are you good at? and what is working for you, and how can you best engage an audience. And obviously the best way to do that is you have to do trial and error, but I think also finding a need, so looking at the things online and just thinking like, wow, I really wish there was a blog that talked about this issue, or I really wish someone was framing the conversation around victim blaming in this specific way that I haven't seen done before, and then kind of pioneering that and doing it yourself. Erin, I think your last point is so great because when we do sexual violence prevention work, we're really looking at doing a lot of work at the community level and shifting community norms and changing community environments and, you know, really promoting healthy and just communities. And I think we have to acknowledge now that there are new entire communities online. And so that's a place where we can and should be doing the work as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is such a great point and that it is really important to sometimes just like get up and go out there and do it and even though it's the internet and people usually don't look at it as getting up and going out and doing it, it really is. And sometimes it's actually even more work to pioneer something online versus in person just because organizing can take a lot more time and effort. So I think just really figuring out what communities already exist that maybe you don't know about or what kind of communities can you create is really a great place to start if you're looking to do sexual violence prevention work online. Absolutely. So, Erin, I just want to quickly shift gears a little bit and talk about the fact that, you know, you're a college student. So how does that all kind of work together for you, being a college student doing this online activism? Yeah, yeah. So I am a college student. I kind of started activism a little bit before I went to college. So I was already really engaged in this stuff, which I know for a lot of people, they go to college and then become really engaged. And for me, it wasn't really like that. But I definitely worked when I first got to college to really seek out what organizations existed on campus around feminism, sexual violence prevention, et cetera. And I was actually really lucky just because my university is actually really progressive and there was already a lot of things that were going on. So I didn't really necessarily see a whole lot of need for more work because there was already a lot of organizations that existed. So I really just got involved in the organizations and I've been contributing in really any way I can. And I know that I've contributed a lot to doing things online for them, like one organization I've been involved with is called Separate Culture, <laughs> so pretty strong name, and they have a online column that they do where different members write for a column like every week, and so you kind of get like different voices but from the same organization, and I've been a part of doing that, and so I really just engaged in what was already there because I was really lucky to go to a university that had a lot of activism already Happening. Well, Erin, it's so great to hear of all of the work you've done. I know you mentioned I Will End Sexual Violence, and I just want to tell the audience that's IWillEndSV.tumblr.com. And Erin, where else can people learn about your work? People can learn more about my work at my website, which is ErinMcKell.com, and I will spell that out. It is E-R-I-N-M-C-K-E-L-L-E.com. Or you could also follow me on Tumblr. I am fearlessfeminism.tumblr.com. 
on Tumblr and on Twitter, I'm at Erin McKell. Wonderful. So many venues for our online activism, and we really appreciate the work that you've done and the work that all online activists are doing and encourage folks to consider where they could be doing online activism as well. So thank you so much, Erin. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Prevent Connect podcast. Prevent Connect is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault with funding from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The views presented on Prevent Connect are not necessarily the views of the United States government, the CDC, or CalCASA. To learn more about Prevent Connect, visit www.preventconnect.org. For more information about CalCASA's mission or to show your support, visit calcasa.org. That's C-A-L-C-A-S-A dot O-R-G.